Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I want you to imagine everything I tell you as if you're there yourself. Welcome to Dragoncast. Do you remember any of the events that led up to your disappearance? Whilst we're waiting for House of the Dragon Season 2, Jamie East and Chris Mandel dive into some acclaimed series just ripe for a bit of analysis. Don't come unless you leave your front door open. You have to invite me in. First is Brit Marling's cult classic, The OA. I remember. I remember everything. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's Dragoncast. I'm your host, Jamie East, alongside my erstwhile co-host, Mr. Chris Mandel. Chris, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Uh, the eagle-eyed of you who are watching on YouTube will notice we're wearing the same clothes. But I always wear black on this podcast for continuity reasons. Oh, do you? Is that why? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Like you're like Steve Jobs. Just 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 removes one decision from the from the. It really does. The day. Yeah. It does. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're not imagining things. We did only just release an episode yesterday because this is a bonus episode and it's the first of our attempts at rewatching a non uh, Game of Thrones Song of Ice and Fire series whilst we're waiting for uh, House of the Dragon season two. We had a bit of a false start, a bit of a standing start with the Americans, mm. uh, the Americans, mainly because it just became too daunting. We were going to try and watch four episodes a week in order to get through that many uh, by the time. It, it, it stresses out far too much. And uh, what we have instead done is chosen a series um, probably that less of you will have seen. I should have, excuse me, I just burped then. Very unprofessional. Um, that probably less of you will have seen, um, but I'm sure a lot of you will have heard about and maybe intrigued about. It's called The OA. And uh, to give you a bit of a a, a brief kind of non-spoilery um, history of the OA, uh, let me let me take you on to let me well basically what I'm going to do is read Wikipedia, which is what everybody does. Um, yes. So it's classed as an American mystery drama. It's got bits of science fiction, bits of fancy, a bit of supernatural. It came out uh, in 2016. Uh, exec produced and created by Britt Marling and Zal Bat- Batmanga. Oh fucking hell. Batman, Batmanglige? Batman, I'm, I'm so sorry. I've completely mangled that, uh, as I, um, it's the third time they collaborated two, two seasons of eight episodes each, all directed by, uh, Zal, um, produced by plan B. So Brad Pitt, uh, is mm. a producer of this. Um, and it centers on a woman called Prairie Johnson, who's played by Britt Marling, who resurfaces having been missing for seven years. Um, and it takes a bit of a twist where we realise that she used to be blind and now can see. Um, right, that's as much as I think you need to know going into it. Chris, you'd not watched any of this. Never. I'd watched it before, loved it, championed it, wrote about it in papers and all sorts and was was very upset when it got cancelled. What were your 
thoughts going into it, Chris? Um, so I knew it was like a cult show. I knew people that watched it loved it. There was a lot of anger when it got cancelled or when Netflix decided not to renew it. And I knew that it was a really, yeah, just a very evocative, like powerful show. Um, I knew elements of it, I think, particularly as it relates to what happens in the finale. Like I sort of know, I don't want to sort of spoil it in case anyone listening is also starting it fresh. Um, So I kind of knew a rough end point, but don't, don't, didn't really know how the show gets there. So I was quite intrigued when I watched this episode. I felt like, uh, it, it sort of, it's just a very, hmm, what is the best way to say this? I, I was quite impressed at how much they got through, like with Prairie or the OA, however they want to be referred to, gives the big sort of backstory towards the end of the episode. That is something that most shows would save until halfway through. Yeah, there's a moment, isn't there, in it where... It's not so much a plot twist. It's kind of almost like a bit of a, a bit of a reveal, and the titles don't even come in until Until like fifty minutes into the episode. Fifty minutes into the episode, which I thought was a really nice. It was it was a real kind of like oh wow, that's kind of I felt kind of fresh and new. Um, What did you make of did Did you understand what was going on at this point? Do you have much Uh, of a clue about what about what what the OA is? I, this is, sorry, just to, just before we talk, we're assuming that everyone that's listening to this has watched season one, episode one of the OA. If you yeah, haven't, yeah. go stop the podcast, go back and watch it yeah. and come back, okay? Because so this I, will be spoilery. The OA, I don't think I know who or what the OA is. I know that Prairie calls herself the OA, um, but I don't know anymore. I what, I what I would say, though, I don't really know what's going on other than she's trying to, like, she wants these five people to help her do something yeah and she's trying to connect with someone called homer who uh, all went missing i think yeah so she's just trying to reconnect with this mysterious homer isn't she yeah what i thought was really interesting though is for a show that is you know cosmic quite cosmic in its sort of scope and and is dealing with things that are literally impossible like someone going blind and then regaining their sight and then there's that moment where she sort of gets pulled out of the water into that sort of astral plane almost with that like yeah. deity sort of looking person yeah it's like Th- there's that there's a lot of that but also the stuff around that at home was like a very human drama with very human stakes and i thought the stuff that really affected me was the way that she just can't assimilate back into society the way that like her parents are worried about her kind of being radicalized and the scene where her door is taken off her, you know, and also just like her internet usage being sort of monitored or, or um, prevented just yeah. these incredible moments of isolation, even though someone has like come back from somewhere, that feeling of being incredibly imprisoned. And- it's worth, it's worth pointing out this was set in like 2019. So, which is, if, or maybe it's like 2007, 2008, I think it's okay. kind of set because technology felt pretty ancient. It's like she was using like one of these weird iMacs that never really yes. took off yeah. with the, yeah. it was on like a Pixar kind of like tripod thing. Then um, phones, as they always used to be in like American up until like about a year ago, always the flip phones. Yeah. Um, there's a yeah. big deal about having to get a, an internet router. And, yeah, and, that was and interesting. Stuff. Um, I just thought it might also be in a really rural part of the Midwest or something. Um, maybe, yeah. But yeah, because- but it, it's, it's, I feel like 
when you have these like mystery shows, like, you know, the, the mystery has to sustain everything. And I thought I was surprised at how much they gave away at the start. So I'm just really intrigued to see where it goes. They've given um, away nothing. They've given away nothing. It no, goes, but I mean, do you know what I mean? How they could not tell you what yeah. actually happened. No, true. Like the yeah. car crash and the going in the water. But I thought all of it was just, yeah. I thought the flashbacks were really powerful. I thought it's just really, I mean, I know what you mean. You said it's something. It's an intriguing pilot, isn't it? It's an yeah, intriguing they, pilot. They sort of don't have, they haven't shown their cards, but they're like, just trust us, just come along. Um yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's. What's it been like for you rewatching it? Did you pick I up? I loved on it. The- I mean, I I'd, I'd watched it with. Um, I made. Well, I didn't make. I asked uh, Mrs. East and my son three, who's just about to turn eighteen, um, if if they want to watch it, and they watched it and absolutely loved it. Like properly, kind of like the, if you can get a seventeen-year-old boy uh, to sit and watch an hours with a television today you know that the show must have something in there so he was pretty he was pretty invested in what was going on and i think a lot of it has to do with um brit marling's performance it's it's quite an unusual lead character i think she's not yeah she doesn't come across as particularly damaged she doesn't come across as like she's not like a sexy kind of like uh, beautiful kind of uh, leading lady she doesn't come across as particularly heroic um, she comes across as, as quite weird, I think. And, yeah. and, 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 and the whole thing I love about the OA is that, you, and, I, and I'm telling you this, not as a kind of spoiler or anything, but like, you know, you never really get to a place where you feel like, you know, what, you know, what is entirely going on. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, That's there's always kind of like, uh, it's always kind of like, Oh fuck. Right. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, you know, everything takes a long time to digest with this show. Yeah, um, I, I, I think it's it's really a testament. Yeah, Brit is is the sort of thing that holds it together because there's something quite ethereal about her. It, it yeah, does it feel like she's come from another dimension, but also that she could just be like a normal person. Like there was an element of this where I was like, is this all just like a giant scam? Like, is this, you know, I could see a version that, of this show where she just is like a con woman, you know? That is a question that is that is not un- unreasonable to ask. You know, and I thought the way um, that, because what I think it does, and it's actually, this is a weird comparison, but it reminded me a lot of like Mayor of East Town because that does such a good job at rooting you in the specifics of this community, yeah. this school, this system, this like neighborhood. And it felt like a really human episode, like a human drama with human stakes. At yeah. the same time, you've got this like, yeah, I sort of drowned and lost my eyes and I woke up in this like other place and then I got sent back and they took my eyes. And oh, that line that's like, I'm taking your eyes because I don't want you to have to see what comes next or something. I was like, good Whoa. line. Yeah, 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 good line, good line. Um, but that, 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 I mean, there are, but you, what you do get a sense of pretty in this episode is that there are, there are th- multiple storylines occurring also right. in multi in multiple dimensions i think it's fair to say you've got that yeah. um, not that whole weird kind of shaman thing where she's in that almost what's that what was that um what's that exhibition at the tate modern where you walked in and it was like the mirrors with the lights oh, well, the light. <laughs> yeah. everyone was taking selfies in there <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's basically that. that that they must have got that from this um, exhibition <laughs> 
So there's that, and then we also learned that there's this whole storyline where her father may, or, you know, we don't even know if it's true at this stage, uh, where this young girl is like a, the, the daughter of a Russian oligarch mm. who's, you know, who's kind of seemingly maybe a target or all sorts of stuff yeah, going on. Sort of, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I did, I just kind of went along with the fact that she was briefly Russian for a while. Yeah, and, but and then had, but then you kind of think, well, how does a how does a Russian, how does a blind Russian girl end up kind of in, yeah. in this weirdly non-specific kind of and the, town in America? The scars on her back. What's the name yeah. of the fella that she kind of, the really dangerous guy that she sort of befriends? Steve. Steve. Of course his name is Steve. Steve. He um, sees her in the changing rooms and sees these almost orange kind of welts across her back that just yeah. look. Really and there was a, there, there was a, there was a line that they said. So they gathered the the kind of this. I loved all the kind of little. It's the little details that really kind of give you little chills, which yeah. is like, oh, oh, that's quite intriguing. You know, why does it have to be five people plus her? Why do they have to leave their door open? Yeah, and um, and all of these kind of very specific, almost like ingredients to to a, to to do something. Yeah, and we don't at this stage know what what that is. Um, and there was a good line in there which, where she said, oh, I've died more times than you will ever know or something like yeah. that. Which was, I'm just kind of like, what is that? There mean? has to be, to me, there's got to be some kind of reincarnation thing going on. Okay. Like, I think this would be a good, yeah, a good time. I mean, I don't, I can't claim to know what's going on, but I feel like there's got to be some reincarnation thing, some like cosmology going on where she is, the Russian girl is like, you know, living in this other person's body, there could be something like that. I think also, yeah, just it just it's batshit. But I'm just in. I think good. The okay, two great. shows are some of my favourite, and I'm really glad you mentioned 1899 because that is on my list. Yeah, but the pre- like what is going on? What the fuck is going on? Is powerful enough to keep me to in keep you, yeah, I just want to know I just want to know what's going on and that it's the is escape what, room mentality isn't it, it it's is. got to be an interesting enough kind yeah. of first it's got to be an interesting enough first thing to kind of get you to go and look for the yeah. rest of the clues but this is it? why in terms of books I love like murder mysteries right because there hmm. is a there is a con, there is a sort of structure to them it's like an algorithm like yeah. you will learn more and more and more and more and more and then you can probably figure it out but you probably won't and it's like it's so tantalizing when you've got a system or like a, a system of like, this will happen. And I think with mystery shows generally, and I'm concluding this, I'm including like lost in there, you know, they yeah. have to show their cards at some point, And that is what I'm like here for, you know, Great. Um, I'm trying Excellent. to think of something we watched recently where oh God, I can't even remember. We were watching something where me and Rob were both a bit like, mm, don't really know where this is going, but I just have to see how it ends. I just have to see how it ends. You know, the one show, the one show. Yeah. Blue Peter. (laughs) When is that ship going to fucking turn up? Exactly. I've been watching it for for 30 years and it's not. Um, It was like when COVID hit and it was the end of season, one of EastEnders. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I could almost have seen, to be honest with you, I could almost have seen us doing two episodes per podcast because I just wish I knew more. Yeah, okay. well, that's yeah, but that's that's part of the. There's only eight to do. I think we've. I think. See how we feel after next week. Watch episode two. We'll get together yeah. this time next week and do episode two. If we feel like we're kind of desperate to kind of watch to it to a piece, I'm down with that. That's absolutely fine by mm. me. I just think there's just loads to. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued. Also, love that you, uh, Lady of the Office, 
uh, the American Office is the yeah. teacher. Who she's one of my favorite in. characters in this. One of my favorite characters in this. I, well, I loved that. Like, I just thought she was in as like a bit part, and then she she sort of gets up. She gets sort of tuned into what the OA is sort of preaching about. Um, that again, that is something that you could imagine another show not getting to for like three episodes. But they. And I kind of feel. I kind of feel as though there was a trope in there that only seems to exist in in, in America, which is people dressing up as people impersonating parents at schools. I, I could I, not believe that. This that would never, thing. ever happen in the UK. I fucking guarantee that. Just like, oh, I'm your stepmom and it's like, you look four years older than him. Yeah. But also, you, okay. And it's all, uh, yeah, it's just, they'd be like, they'd be like, where were you at fucking bingo night then? Yeah. You know, they'd be like, You've that's what would happen ticket here. ever. Exactly. exactly. You, you just exactly. want to get an appointment. But, um, you know. For such a small town. Yeah, you know, for right. a small American town, it's like I've never seen you before. Well, do you look and like this... the girl that's in the news? Who yeah, don't, don't you look like that crazy. blind girl off the YouTube video? Yeah. But I think also part of me was like, is part of this? If my sort of feeling is that Prairie is this sort of slightly otherworldly, is there an element of like you just don't understand social norms? You th- the fact you thought this would work is an indictment to how misinformed you are. You mean about like a works. face? You mean like a faceless man? So she she kind of projects projects the uh, yeah the other, kind of kind oh, of interesting I interesting just, theory Chris Mandel my fe- my okay. feeling is at the moment is that there's some sort of reincarnation thing going on okay okay hold that thought uh, um, trying to read see, your body language see if you're nodding if you're <laughs> I think at episode two is just gonna you can cause you to ask a hell of a lot of questions <laughs> well that would be good yeah that would be good to know. Uh, and to, to get into and you're going to get homework as well so this is the what? so yeah so i'm just telling you now jump into an icy lake in a night no you don't, have to, you don't have to jump into an icy lake okay. but you will have to start being flexible this is your by the time we get to the end of this season you're okay. gonna there's, there's gonna be something that you're gonna need to do do I have to leave my don't doors go- open? Do, do, do not Google it. Do not Google okay. anything about okay. the season. Okay, no, that's, that's fair. Okay, so intriguing. I have to start doing and the same And the same for anyone listening as well. There will be homework and practice, okay? Okay, oh, this is okay. interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. We're not in Westeros anymore, are we? We're not, yeah, we're not in Westeros anymore, uh, Dorothy. Uh, right, that's it for this uh, kind of little bonus episode of DOA. Let us know what you thought about it. Let us know if you're into it uh, because, you know, we're aware as an audience, you're kind of like intrinsically linked to Westeros and King's Landing and Dragoncast and all the rest of it. Uh, so this is a bit of a departure. So mm-hmm. I'm keen to know whether, you, whether you're into it. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're not, if you hated it, let us know because it's a pretty divisive um, season. As Chris pointed out, it's a cult um series yeah. and what what people say when they mean cult is that only a few people really really liked it <laughs> not enough pe- of- yeah not enough people like this to, the, to be the ratio uh, of cost to enjoyment is not in the right direction and, yeah uh yeah um but it but it is a show that just keeps on getting more and more yeah some might say ludicrous, but I'm going to say just th- insane. I'm here for that, for what it's worth. There's, there's a lot of like grave, serious dramas out there. Yeah. I love a show that is a bit bonkers. A bit I'm daft, yeah. That, so. I guarantee we will get to, when we get to, what, in, in 16 weeks time, when we're discussing 
um, the, and, the finale of season two, uh, you'll, you won't know what your own fucking name is. Fucking hell. Okay, well, that is something to look forward to. But until... Until then, we won't say Dracarys. We'll just say... Um, and the I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I haven't, got, Actually, I haven't got, got close enough to it to have developed. This anything. time, this time next week, there will be something we can do uh, to close off each episode. Okay. All right. Well, Thank I'll you. see you next week then. See you next week, Christopher. All right. Bye bye. If you'd like to get involved in the podcast, just head over to Twitter at DragonCast underscore pod or email DragonCast at DaftDoris.com and leave us your Easter eggs, predictions and thoughts on the show. You can also watch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search for DragonCast Jamie East. Any support, whether it's a follow, a share, a mention to your friend on the bus or a tattoo on your backside is very much appreciated. DragonCast is hosted by me, Jamie East, along with Chris Mandel and is a Daft Doris production. Drakkar.